Okay, so welcome to this latest episode of Mind Matters. Today I'm speaking to a fellow former Royal Marine, Rick Coulson. Um, we're going to have, there's a, there's a, I know there's a lot that we're going to cover in this one. It's going to be a, probably a meandering conversation, uh, which would be entertaining for, for the two of us as well as for you watching and listening. So Rick, thanks very much for, for coming along to, to chat. I've been looking forward to this for quite some time, actually, because I know there's there's a lot uh, a lot that you can can share and a lot we can that we can delve into. So, please do introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, you're welcome, Simon. And I've been looking forward to uh, coming on myself with you. Uh, it's about time we had a proper good chin wag. But yeah, uh, Simon said my name's Rick Coulson. I'm a former Royal Marine. I did a, a just over 13 year tenure um, from 97 to 2010. Um, in that time, I initially specialized uh, in communications before relinquishing that to go uh, into the weapons uh, branch uh, at corporal level entry. Um, I had numerous drafts all around the core. Uh, I actually had some very, very fantastic drafts. Uh, in my time, uh, so I got to see a whole variety of the core, and with that comes the numerous exercises and um, operations. Um, so I worked all around the Middle East and on of Africa, as well as um, uh, West Africa as well. So my time in the core was um, fast-paced, quick turnarounds, deployment training exercises, obviously Norway standard. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. a few of them and um and 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 my time in the core if i look back it was a fantastic time and i think i left for the right and wrong reasons because i did pvr but i i became very ill um and um um well, i'd just come back from afghanistan um on Operation Herrick 9 in Sangin with 4-5 Commando. So I was close combat section commander. Um, for a period of that, my troop sergeant, Baz Barrett, got blown up. So I then became troop sergeant, being the senior corporal, and then I'd, we'd flick between myself and another guy uh, for our and our periods before we eventually got another experienced uh, um, troop sergeant, which was towards the back end of the tour. Um, once getting back, we'd obviously had an extreme tour, uh, losing 10 guys uh, from the yeah. battle group and um, some very close friends, colleagues, especially corporals. And um, I, I'd just come back and we was hosting uh, one of the guys' families who we lost. And that's when I got the news. My cousin had been killed in the same area and he was an engineer and he'd gone out on Eric 10. And this was literally six weeks after. Okay. So that's when my mental health overflowed, um, especially when I had my second lot of pottle. So it was in between the first and the second pottle. Okay. Um, which is my, if for those who don't know in your audience, is your post-operational tall leave. So we came back, we had six weeks off. And in then two weeks back at camp, uh, it's normally had been a medals presentation. I'd already had the Afghan medal. So my sergeant major at the time said, get yourself off. Um, and uh, so it became like seven weeks leave for me in that period. And that, and to see it, when you've just been hosting the lads' families, and I think over the years, 
<clears throat> anyway, I think there's was the military side of it, which was topping up, and then my personal life topping up as well. And uh, that just overflowed to see it in your own family. It, and I just swore to myself that if I went back out, I would go out and just kill people. And you cannot do that when you're in a position of leadership. Yeah. Um, so I, I did. I, I became very, very ill. Um, I didn't turn to drink. I just became withdrawn in myself, like living like a hermit. And my life sort of like done that. So I'll have explosions of traveling, which people see. And then all of a sudden, they just don't hear anything from me. And that's my periods of darkness. Yeah. Um, but my time in general in the in the in the Royal Marines was absolutely fantastic. Um, you know, very rewarding, hard work, very professional, um, and um, got to travel. Got to travel the world. You know, from the exotic um, yeah. <laughs> to the shitholes as well. <laughs> It's and good it's, to have the balance, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, one minute you're in Seychelles, next minute you're in Afghanistan. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not quite the same, really, is it? Yeah, well, I remember on my second time I went to Sierra Leone on Op Silkman in 2000. Um, and then it became Op Silkman ongoing after that. Okay. Um, it was literally... Um, um, like plus 40 degrees and then a month later I was in Norway <laughs> with a tan <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it was like 80 degree 100 degree um, temperature change yeah it's just crazy and it's so quick as well isn't it yeah but the, 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 the time was fantastic and like I said I chose to relinquish that specialisation and so when I left and they were asking, you know, are you sure you want to do this? I turned my seniors down. I was due on my seniors that September. And um, um, I, I just wish I, I'd have stayed. But it's easy to look back in hindsight. So yeah. I, I left for the right and wrong reasons, but I was diagnosed in service with PTSD. Okay. Uh, and I just think with that, it's a massive label, Simon. Um, is PTSD yeah. and there's a lot of stigma which surrounds it it's as if it's like it, it's fashionable for people now I yes I for years have always put myself out there um, not for attention not for anything I know it's directly saved people's lives because the lads have been in touch with me and I used to do some Facebook lives a number of years ago uh, and bear my soul literally bear it and the lads who knew me just couldn't believe that this was the same Rick, you know, because it always been a very strong character, very core-paced, which means I just loved the core, you know, I loved it. But I want two pusses. I want, you know, even though I was a PW, I want two pusses. Um, but Come on. No, well, <laughs> <laughs> but not like the old-fashioned PWs where they were just predominantly at Limston, you know, I only did yeah. one after at Limston, just shy of two years, but and that was very, um, um, I, I think everyone should uh, in, in, in your rank go and train because it takes you back to your basics and you're so proud of them guys, them young guys when they pass out. Yeah. It's, and, and it hones your own skills because you're going back to your bread and butter, no matter what. And that's why they opened it up with that skill at arms course. So all branches predominantly can do it. Yes. Yeah. And not just PWs or heavy weapons guys. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. 
that was a good upgrade, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, and that's which led me to go PW, thankfully, because I'd already done my S2s at that point, my uh, similar class twos course. Yeah. So, uh, and then all I had to do was a company weapons package afterwards. But that was very rewarding. But then I had two years straight afterwards on FSRT. And now it's, for those watching the British Oceans Warriors programme, the second programme just aired, it's now 4-2 Commando, which are doing it. Yep. Before it was known as S-Squadron. And then there were just a troop of guys in there which did that. And I was blessed to do two years as a team commando all around the world. I mean, we didn't have a Gucci kit they've got. <laughs> yeah, things have, yeah, this, things have changed a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, so it's, it's good to see that on the programme because it, it takes you back. Um, but it was just like two years of flying around the world with my team. You had a credit card and a, you know, um, a mobile and you go and do different jobs, whether it be their force protection or the maritime interdiction operations yeah, uh, for compliant or non-compliant boardings. Um, and, and that ranged all, all over the globe. So you're literally flying in and out all the time. It could be a two-month job down to a three-day job. And then yeah. I used to go into the office early in the morning and I'd call the boss or the troop sergeant and say, right, I see uh, that job on the board. There's no team number next to it. My team's free. <laughs> and it'd be like, fly out to Cyprus, finish finishing Singapore, two-month job. <laughs> but that's nice. how, you, how you used to get the good jobs, you know? So Yeah, just you put, you put yourself in front yeah. centre. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like redesigning the post-deployment reports as well. So working behind the scenes. So I think that was just a little just reward sometimes. Um, yes it was needed to be done because stuff constantly needs to be updated but it, it managed to get my lads my team um some good good little numbers you know so yeah yeah so for anybody thinking i want to join there's so much you can do from drafts to specializations to drafts abroad and you know as a recruit i took through who's the adjutant at limston now i mean and he went core commission you know yeah to other guys who are same rank who I were corporals with, who, you know, are now majors. So it's 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 really good. It's really good. Yeah, the core the core is quite unique. In in well, it's, it's unique in many respects. But the the intelligence of the guys that join. So many guys have have degrees. Yeah, a lot. You know, there's a lot of very well educated guys join the core from a variety of backgrounds. Um, I think the separation. I think because of our education is now uh, as well, the separation educationally between officers and men in the corps is 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 more or less similar, not to all, but yeah. um, there's there's you know there's as, as guys who who um, invest in themselves once they're in the corps, you know, to become more articulated and educated. Um, yes. Um, I, I mean, I used to take a thesaurus away with me. <laughs> and it'll make you laugh this is is basically obviously being a Yorkshireman I tend to miss words anyway <laughs> <laughs> but not when I'm texting but um, <laughs> because it's predicted but he's he's so when I got my roles report or my reporting um, <clears throat> or 365 for older ones is uh, from, from an officer is, is I could look up the the, the the words which I didn't understand because if I can put it in context of the um, set you know the sentence or paragraph then I could yes. have a look and go oh well actually it means that 
hang on a minute, I ain't signing this. And it's how I became more, uh, well, I believe intellectual and more articulated. Because um, a lot of study time, as you know, you, you know, can see you yes. behind you, you'd have your welfare packages. So especially pre-September the 11th, we used to do a lot of uh, uh, ARG deployments, amphibious ready groups on the shipping. And, and, you know, especially when you're on the RFA, the LSLs, it's yes. a good quality time to read. So, I mean, I redid my English and maths floating around Mediterranean, you know, yeah. to get the NAMIT 00, because um, I'd flunked to them two subjects at school. So, like you say, the education-wise swap lads, it's there as well. Yeah, I got most of my qualifications through the core because I joined with nothing. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was a, a rat bag as a kid, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I can relate to that, that young lad that's, that's in that, uh, going through training at 16 because I was the same you know yeah um then it was yeah it was fucking hard work yeah 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 and and the amount of uniforms compared to what they've got now is <laughs> what yeah. you have to get ready I mean all the rigs <laughs> these these young uns don't know how good they've got it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's um madness absolute madness but uh I'm, I'll tell you what I'm I think this this new series from Monty Halls is yeah. quite possibly, well, very likely the, the best one I've ever seen yeah. of the core. It's a great advert for the core. It's good getting the veterans in as well. Yes. Whether they're decorated or, or you know, even, even the former Major General, you know, um, uh, yeah. uh, uh, Commandant General, is um, um, that the, 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 it's always an honesty with it. But there's just something, there's a twist on it, which is from exper experienced eye. It, it's just how it's not just filmed, it's how it is raw as, at the same time. It's it's just, yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to try and explain, but it, it's hitting the veteran Marines in a manner which is, I can relate to that, I can properly relate to that. I can relate. You can anyway, but it's doing it in that way. Yes. In, and, and the serving guys as well, yeah, yeah. There's it, a lot. It, a lot has changed, yeah, in through training and after. You know, when you get to your unit, a lot has yeah. changed. Um, not just in kit and equipment, but there's still that constant theme all the way through, isn't it? And yeah. That hasn't yeah. changed. But you think the level of the foundation of that guy coming out. And, you know, like where they were saying, you know, does it feel going to put your green lid on? You know, you'll, you'll always get that. And, and and sometimes it's not complacency, but you just got to remember how much your buddy worked hard to get it in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then doing courses again, which, as you know, you're both with oil or you've got to strive for. I mean, because they had to do entrance tests to get into the the maritime side of it. We had to do a three, three week selection course for it as well. Yep. So them elements haven't changed, but the, the, the pride and the calibre of the guys and, and so intelligent, you know. Um, it, and it, it makes your job easier as a commander as well. You know, I remember I had a, a fantastic 2IC, uh, still serving, and I just say, right, I need this done, so and so, and it's like, done. I need this done, done. And it, was like, it can trip you up. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you're delivering your orders. Yeah. <laughs> like done next uh where am i you know <laughs> yeah yes yeah so, i mean the, the caliber of guys is is phenomenal yeah 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 without a shadow of a doubt that's a car in a great spotlight
Especially recruiting. Yeah. I mean, we've always stood sh- uh, both with regards to um, the adverts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a... Uh... There's a there's a lot there's a lot to be proud of with the not just the history but you know individual times in the core. It does it does you know because you forget the longer you've been out. I mean I left I left the core in '99, so it's a bloody long time ago now. But I yeah so it's you know it's a long time and you you forget what you've done and how hard you worked for the whole time you're in the core because as you said you know when you want to go and do something if you want to go and do a, a specific job. And there's a selection process. You have to work. Don't just get on it. You have to put the bloody effort in. Everything yeah. is is effort. Is yeah. effort and reward. Yeah. Well, you, you do get in. Uh, you do get out where you put in. But that due diligence before and that prep and stuff. Um, yes. I remember going on a course and we all sat there and I got accused of cheating because I was the only one passing the written test. It's like literally you. You, you, you're adjudicating me in front of me. How can I cheat? I haven't got slate of hand, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and I wasn't. It's just that I revised for the course. Yeah. So, so when it came to the written test, I just find it very, very easy. And it was just very simple technical information you should have known anyway at the basics of bread and butter stuff. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um. <coughs> But I see your book there, and 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 I've I've still got your your copy, and I'm I'm working my way through it. It's when it's new things, it's it's harder to digest if that makes sense. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah. my memory can be really sharp. I found from just recently where I know we said we'll speak about it, where I've just been out to, um, my mind was sharper coming back because it had to be shot back out there and it was like it's like more the, the the you know the analogy of riding a bike is some stuff you just do not forget and it were interesting yes. to say the least you know um um but yeah um so my mind became a bit bit sharper but in in the, the time when my transition from the core um I was very ill and, and I'd paid for some resettlement courses, um, the deposits with a college and um, I, I was just too ill. So they pushed the course right. And to be fair to them, this was down in Bristol, um, okay. Filton College. And I was living in Somerset at the time in, in Western as I was just leaving the court and, and, and the core extended me four months because I was just too, too ill. And in the end, I, I, I was that ill, I couldn't even do the course, but then they never refunded me my deposit. I mean, we're talking 500 quid, you know? So my transition out into Civvy Street was just an absolute welfare case. Yeah. <laughs> I did no resettlement whatsoever. And, and I, I still don't know ELC to this day. I've, I've done courses, but I find um, to do a lot of courses is um, my mind will only concentrate for so long. Um, for some reason, um, yeah, I, I, f- I find it hard, even though I enjoy learning, and that should become easier if you enjoy it. Uh, and then I ended up on trial as well for something I didn't do, and I obviously was found not guilty. Um, and then um, um, a serious assault took place on 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 me as well. So 
were all within the space of a few months of leaving was just an absolute nightmare. Yeah. You know, um, um, yes. and that were my transition into Civvy Street, which I know everyone has their own individual thing, but I just had literally no identity. I just had one. And I had that with the uniform and, and the guys I work with and, and the knowledge you build up over 13 years, you know, yes. you're still learning. You're always learning. But, uh, and I had a good wage at that point, you know, a very comfortable wage. I was highest level corporal seven or seven on the highest level, you know? So it was, it was never about money in the core. Um, obviously once you hit rank, it's, you know, you, you start earning an half decent wage, especially with your LSA days. Yeah. Yes. The allowance days, I think mine were up to 1,400, 1,700 when I left. Yeah. Well, there were a lot of days away, you know, for those who knows how the system works, but it was very, very difficult leaving and um, my relationship had broken down, all that had happened. And um, um, I ended up in like on a minimum wage job working for a landscape company, just going, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and um, ironically, the Elizabeth Line Crossrail opened up yesterday officially, and, and it was in 2011, beginning of 2011. I left in March 2010. I, I phoned a friend up in London who, who I knew was tendering his drawings, won that, the Western Running Tunnels contract from Paddington to Farringdon. Okay. And I'd grown up with him as a kid, and I said, can you get me a job, otherwise I'm swinging from a tree, literally. Um, and... In the October, and October, he managed to get me a job as a foreman with no experience. Um, but I absolutely smashed it, and and that just came down to my organisational skills, which yes, the specialists do their job, all the trades do their job, and then I could just organise everything else. So I had like a foreman's job, but or more like a site coordinator. Yeah. But at one point, I was on site by myself for three months. You know, so. With the lack of major project construction knowledge, you, you, your existing skills or the transferable skills from organising, you know, so many things at a time and multiple roles or jobs, you have to yes. do as one one guy when you're in a position of management was exactly the same. And, and, I, and I just found it easy to do that. So you shine, but you want trying to shine. Yeah, um, just doing and, a job. Yeah, and it, it, led to, it led to three years down there. Um, unfortunately, I had to had to leave there. So uh, my mum was terminally ill at the time. Um, so it was family first. Yeah. So it's, it's been a rocky road of um, my time since of relationships and moving, moving around the country, and and it's it's more or less mass my time in the core. <laughs> Of not just yeah. relationship breakdowns, but like because obviously you're moving around, it's hard to have a relationship, especially if yeah. your partner's in Exeter and you're up in Glasgow, um, uh, 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 for one instance. And and then the drafts, like you do, you know, that's why the core so unique is is you've got you you, you move around the core. Um, some guys are lucky to spend many years in the same unit, but. Um, um, my time afterwards has, has more or less been a mirror image. Yeah. Of, of moving and, and more or less, am I unsettled still, you know? Or am I always seeking that next, oh, what's the next? Not adventure, but 
um, yeah, and now I'm residing in my hometown and it's, it's been a very difficult period, you know, which I've obviously received help from yourself. Um, and I've received help from many organisations and as a pride, which comes in for not asking for help. And I think that's, um, I think every person who suffers, well, technically they won't suffer if they didn't ask for help. It's a, a pride which stops a lot of people, and sometimes that pride costs them their lives. You know, yeah. Uh, or the the or the you know the the total darkest depths, and I've been there on many occasions. Everything from wanting not wanting to live, and that's like thoughts every day, to starving, to being unemployed, to living like a hermit, to and just thinking, how have you gone from? 0.1% of Britain's fighting elite to, to that. And, you know, it looks like I might be smiling about it, but it's not. It's a very dark cloud to be down there. And as, and I have needed the help. Um, you don't give to receive. I've always done charitable work. Like when I was in London, I was a regional coordinator for Help I Wounded when they were very, very small. Yeah. And when I were trying to do that backwards walking challenge across from John O'Groats to Land's End, you know? <laughs> yeah. So if you've heard about it, then it were me. <laughs> and I didn't come up with idea in a pub, you know? <laughs> and I said, mm. come. No. But I did 1,664 kilometres on the treadmill first. That's what people forget. <laughs> 12, 15 hours a day. And so when I got up there to do it, it was fine. I mean, I did over 200 miles, but I raised a lot of money and a lot of awareness. Yeah. Um, um, and, and and that's the key as well. It's all well and good raising money, but we, we do need to tie in hand with awareness. And then with the sculpting and the artwork now, I don't donate proceeds, a profit. Some people say you shouldn't if you're struggling, but like financially but i just can't help it i ha have to give back i always will not just because i've received help i'll just always do that and i know that it will help someone else and i think i've helped to raise just over the past two years over twenty thousand pound yeah well which would be very nice in my pocket um for anybody <laughs> well, well yeah it certainly smooths out a few wrinkles doesn't it yeah, but I, you know, so it's times where I just go without eating, um, um, not looking after myself, not doing fizz. Um, you know, I know as I get older, my health in general's physical health deteriorates, everything aches, creaks, you know, it's as if it needs cod liver oil, you know. <laughs> I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, that dark, so, so um, the, the, the transition an adjustment from leaving uh obviously i was very suffering um with ptsd and then yeah. i had nhs help and um down at hms drake i was going for appointments there with one of the naval psychologists and i it was shocking it was the the the, the, the this was 2009 um okay. and it was still crap that i mean really bad I mean, the, the support mental health wise, I don't, obviously I'm, pre, I'm presuming now uh, it's a lot better. You know, we know about the trim methods and the guys who go and do that, but predominantly that's management. And I think it should be the lads as well who do it. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's changed, but um, I got more out of 40 Commandos Welfare as I knew him. He used to be my old TQ in a different unit. <clears throat> Coming to my house and spinning dips with him than what I ever did with any so-called specialist therapy sessions. Um, yeah. Because it was speaking with someone who uh, was a peer, but also you admire and respect, but at the same time, you know who can relate. Yes. Instantly, you've got that relatable um, content with with the person and there's certain stuff you just don't need to explain because they already know. Yeah. And that can be a trauma in itself, repeating yourself. And I'll give you an example of that. Yes. Um, about six, seven years ago, I, I, I mean, I do suffer with my throat and it's like a puckered hoop now. So for those who are thinking about hanging yourself, don't. <laughs> yeah. I woke up with adrenaline through the heart and obviously the MRIs for my throat and it's very restricted now. And uh, I hung myself in the garage and thankfully I found the fire brigade and everything. I, you know, literally smashed down the doors, my roll of doors to the workshop and stuff. And it's a heavy subject to speak about, you know. I, I, I'm more or less gone, like, another time I wanted to go, you know. And um, the I, I can't, can't remember what I'm going with this story now, but um, is the, the, the yeah, the, the um, crisis teams. I think over one month, I counted 25 different people came to my door. And one, the centre trainee. And although he ranks military, I literally told him to fuck off because he hadn't been on ops. He hadn't, he hadn't been, it went down to him. But I just, you know, we ended up having to get in touch with the head of the NHS trust in, in my district. Yeah. Uh, to say, you know, this is unacceptable. And because you, you, you're more or less repeating yourself. Yes. When they come and visit, you know, oh, it's just as if it's a routine. It's like you people won't care or they want aftercare. Same with like charitable help. There's a lot of charities doing great good, but there's a missing sector on the aftercare, massively. Yeah. Massive gap. And 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 you know, you can do well going on residential courses or on a program, but <clears throat> it's as if the initial helps there, but then afterwards it's like, right, well, you were a number, now we're going to the next one and next one. Yeah. And I think in charities are missing the point of having that aftercare. I've spoke about it before many years ago, but um I, I don't know if that's that's changed or what, but I don't think so. No. Not from my experience. No. No. And the 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 the, the, the buddy buddy system as well. People say they do it, but they, it ain't, it ain't as much as what, what it is, you know. I, I've seen post people share copy and paste stuff, which they're just doing themselves what hacking anyway with algorithms, but they, they'll put some, yeah, share this status. I want to see 10 likes for, you know, to say that if you want to get in touch with us, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah. right, I've just put a post on numerous times and you haven't even responded or liked it or commented, and yet you're sharing this other shit. So if you've got my back, have my fucking back then, even just a message. Might not pick up the phone, but even a message, I'll eventually get back, you know, Simon? Yeah. So there's a buddy-buddy, proper buddy-buddy. I know we're pretty good at it in call, but um, 
um, and and the aftercare like really lacks. Yeah, it does. It's is there's the it's it's the the bookends. The middle bit's okay. Yeah, but yeah. the crisis piece. Yeah, and the and the and the aftercare is what's what needs to be addressed. Hundred percent. Well, if you broke your leg, you know, you wouldn't just get the, the, the plaster on, you'd have the physio. So it's as if the physio is missing. Yeah. You know, or like, yeah. a, an, an, a, you know, a screening, you know, it's just like yeah. prevention is better than cure. Um, and that's how it has to do for the, the, the after any uh, help or intervention, you know. But the, the, there's, it, it can seem very overwhelming for people when they're reaching out as well you know and sometimes it's gone past and and where i say sometimes it's gone past people's like reasoning or help is is it could have been it could have been intervened so yes. you know it could have been a relationship could have been saved that person yeah. could have been saved yeah and mental health is massive especially coming out of covid anyway so it's not just predominantly um, in, in a military context, although there'll be guys listening or, or watching and going, right, well, the way I describe my, from being ill, and I understand it's a journey. I didn't to start with. I know it's just constantly improvement and you see a lot of this self-help motivational stuff, guidance or whatever, but it, it, it's got to be reinvesting in yourself. But I, I just see it as a normal reaction to unnatural circumstances, and there'd be something yes. wrong if you didn't feel that way. Yeah, you 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 you're in a different category then, <laughs> and that's not good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you 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 yeah. But you 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 know you if it's like you know I I've just obviously come back from Ukraine, um, yes. and. Um, you know, I did, I did a, um, I don't know, no, it wasn't a Facebook Live because I wasn't giving away my, obviously, my locations for my own personal security. Yeah. Um, but I, I uploaded a video I took and it was just raw and I was emotional, you know, um, and people going, is it going to affect your PTSD out there and all this? It's like, no, you're giving me the PTSD level. I ain't giving myself it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, and yeah, they were just being cautious and concerned uh, for my mental well-being. And, and that's really kind of people. But don't also throw it in my face as well, because that then brings it up myself. So there's a balance. Um, there is. But when you're doing good, when, you, when you're doing good, uh, which was out there in a humanitarian effort, uh, um, to see the, the, the joys on, um, and gratitude on people's faces is just something which you're not even worrying about mental health it's good yeah. for the bloody soul you know and with my military yes. background then obviously i can um do stuff out there and, and those all with um to protect and make sure it does happen and and and, and that confidence as well so it, it just led me into but what i did see is a lack of mental health um we uh, in the powder tower it's known as in Lviv and you might have seen the Sky News do it where they were making the camouflage nets Yeah. so we met up with the lass who, who run that and, and we went in and we were speaking with everybody really just to see what these people need because it could be brown material for the camouflage nets and, and they do the different hues and shades they need and 
I said, oh, what's in this curtained room? And she said, that's our um, volunteer psychologist who comes in two days a week. But as you can see, the queue, it's overwhelming. But she can only volunteer two days a week. Yeah. You know? I mean, everybody's volunteering in one manner or whatever, but the volunteers dwayne as well. Like at one point, they were making 44 cam nets a day in the same building, um, a week, sorry, and then it were down to 10 because of the volunteers. So uh, yeah. it's the same with the mental health. And that were everything from the families um, coming from the besieged areas into the relative safety of Lviv. I know it's been cruise missiles. Um, and that was our sort of like first stop off um, okay. to, to get a contact there. And then we spoke with the military hospitals and stuff. But, you know, it could be anybody from a soldier going in saying he's missing his wife. You know, these are important as people underestimate mental health and, 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 and what it is, because if he's got a clearer mind, it means it could help. You know, he's more switched on to save his op or he's, he, he's more switched on for the fight as well. So having that mental health support is, is, is lacking massively out there, uh, actually out there as well, you know? Yeah. Um, 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 so... Um, that's one element which we found out which trying to address, you know, are small cogs, massive organisations out there, but the routes we put in and the warehousing um, is, you know, the, the big organisations, 40% of kit might get through if it's supplies or equipment. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it's, it's you know, it's... Um, people are on the take or whatever else, you know, people profit out of war, unfortunately. Always have, always will. Yeah, yeah, so we were making sure we got there. I'll give you an example of some of the decent stuff which were happening. These kids had a national youth club and they converted it into a warehouse, their storage space in the centre. Okay. They've got a massive following on, well, I say massive, but a very, very good following on Instagram. And they were not only getting supplies, so we dropped off like six or seven boxes of medical supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need everything from sanitary stuff to, you know, um, um, and uh, and uh, they, they were so thankful just for that. But they were more thankful that we'd found them and just gone in and chatted because we were speaking with other people and said, oh, do you know about these guys? And then... So that we can put in place, oh, we've got a warehouse here and we've got a lorry, so if it needs to, we can drive over to Poland and get and go to your warehouse where you're going to drop all your stores. So it's like we've just got a logistics route straight in from them. But then yeah. fundraising and buying soldiers' cars so they could all pile into it to get to the front line. I mean, you know, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, yeah. And, and the, I say kids, you know, they're in their young 20s, but... How amazing is that? You know, it's it's uh, the surgeon, one of our fixers, um, uh, was a surgeon. He'd been in 2014 war, um, okay. shot in the leg. Uh, he acted as like our interpreter and, and, and setting us up with different people. And um, he was running, you know, first aid courses on a weekend, CPR and stuff. Yeah. Just, you know, in, in his own time. So the whole cross-section of society doing their bits and trying to function normally at the same time they're resolved, but also a concerted effort together. And um, um, 
And that's what really stood out for me. It's uh, not just resolve, but the, the spirit, the spirit. It's like, I think I could, can't relate to it, but what I could say is it'd be related to say the all involved effort, what England had, oh, sorry, Great Britain had during um, World War II. Yes, it is. It's that, that kind of national spirit is, is well, it's been evident to see, isn't it? I mean, geez. I mean, but it's, it's, it's a weird thing about humanity is we pull together and work together in times of crisis and then we get complacent. It kind of, it subsides over time in times of peace. Yeah. And then we start to have these niggly little arguments that then builds up yeah. to another crisis. Yeah. If there's not one naturally happening, we'll create one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's strange. It, it is. I, I like how you've um, used that and described that. It's like, it's like it's like the old uh, well, nothing happens until there's an accident, you know. Yeah. Well, it's like well, we need to be risk assessing beforehand. So. <laughs> yes. You know? um, yeah. Safe safeguarding measures or whatever in place uh, to minimise, but then it's like it takes tragedy to bring out the best, and you see the best in people, and unfortunately, that's always been the case. Yeah. But you know, in Malaysia, so it goes back to our veteran or um, mental health I mean you know civilian wise unless you're paying for your own treatment the lists the waiting lists or anything else is is you know you, you, people forget as a veteran or blue light services they're very yeah. very lucky with the amount I say lucky it's not lucky they're very blessed with the amount of organizations which are out there but that can be daunting in itself but there is help yeah and it takes numerous um tries as well it's not just one a hundred percent and this is this is where the, the the system lets itself down in terms of how people you to manage and utilize the system the mental health system and you know, I'll, I might get shot down in flames and, and shit from people for saying this, but I've said this for a long time and I stand by it. Is that the night there are nice guidelines for treatment and they're there for good reason. And it's it's good that we have these guidelines, but they are guidelines, they're not law, they're not legislation, they're not set in stone, but there's a tier to there's a tiered structure to it. So you have the gold standard, which yeah. doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. So they should then go down to tier two. Yeah. And if that's not working, go down to tier three, because tier tier one is the is the that's got the kite mark, the seal of approval, gold standard, been trialed, tried and tested, mm. um, counseling, EMDR, CBT, etc. Um, then you've got treatments that have peer review mm. but aren't haven't gone through the trial process. And then you've got emerging treatments in tier three. And some of those emerging treatments are far more effective for, for, for many people than the tier one. Yeah. yeah. And in terms of trauma, this is something I share with everyone. This is, is a book that kind of, it's got a catchy title and there's more than it says on, in the book than it says on the cover. Yeah. 101 yeah. trauma-informed interventions. Yet the system provides three or four. Wow. 
and they shoehorn people into these treatments even if they're not working and they put blame back on the individual for being belligerent or treatment resistant or not taking part in the process when it's not working and making worse it's not they're not connected you've got to have a connection with it as well i mean you've obviously got to be open to interpretation to try stuff outside of not your comfort zone but you you've got to be willing to participate but just some things one dot stick or two just don't resonate absolutely help or can actually heighten any traumas um but that like you've just described there just seems to be like a sausage factory of it whereas it needs to be an individual tailored program and people say well all that can cost whatever but you 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 know if if i had a a, an open wound fracture they wouldn't do it like a a normal close break fracture so it's exactly the same for mental health it's got to be treated individually and found out what specifically that person needs and if that's an ongoing program of multiple things than they've done. And it doesn't mean pushing somebody p- pillar to post either. No. You as a sufferer or whatever might find, you know, you might find going to do cold water therapy has just squeezed everything out or yeah. a concern, <laughs> you know, yeah, but you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you can find them again. But um, circle of concern as well is a big one. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's like, you know, people worried about Russia if they're going to nuke, you know. It's like, I get, I get messages and, it, and it's like, look, <laughs> stop stressing over it. If it's going to happen, you won't know about it because they'll already press button. So yeah, concentrate on stuff which is within your circle of concern, which re- immediately matters you now because you're stressing, undue stresses about this. And, and you tend to find when you concentrate on the... The, the, the traumas, the linchpins, whatever it, you're experiencing, um, the, it, all the rest of it meanders away, or it should do, not all of it. Or I had a conversation with someone and they goes, oh, what's going on, Rick? And uh, I told them and did an overview, a synopsis, a very in-depth one. And we just went, stop you right there. And this was within 30 seconds. I went, you've just listed about 14 traumas there. And each one's got to be individually dealt with. So um, I don't mean that the others will dwindle away. It just means that you can only ever work on one thing at a time. Yes. Can't be hard yes. on yourself if you're still suffering. Why do I still suffer 13 years on? Listen, you know, there's people can absolutely overcome PTSD and, and, be, and, and, and do it, but they will never be the same person they were before. Mm. It's yeah. important. You cannot possibly be the same person you were 10 years ago. and we have to adapt and continue to refine ourselves and understand the changes that are going on within us physically and mentally to continue to become better than we were yesterday Mm. it's a constant state of refinement Mm. which i think is amazing the fact that we can actually do that we don't we're not stuck in time which is what PTSD st- does to us. It sticks us in a... In a and I, I, I have been in that stagnated... Yes. Moment and, um, you know, I'm not... In, I haven't enjoyed life or what I perceive of enjoying life to what I was used to. I, 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 I am obviously adjusted still. I miss the identity. I was proud of what I used to be. I know I'm not that, but it defines me. 
it went ingrained into me because I was a young man when I did it. Yeah. So transition, you know, I was only 18, you know, a month after my 18th, uh, you know, I was still 18 when I passed out. And it's young. It, it, it's very young. You're in a man's world, even at that age, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and the, 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 the loving life part, I just haven't done or as much as what, there's a lot I'd like to achieve. And on the other hand, when I've been in the darkest moments, it's just I don't give a toss. I, I'm just not bothered. Yeah. It's very, it, it, for my part, it can be selfish. But when you're in them moments, it's not because it's how your thought processing is. So it's yeah, easy for someone to look in and say they've been selfish here. Well, no, unless you've suffered, you, and there's a dark, we're talking a proper dark cloud here. Yep. I'm not talking about sad news or anything like that. We're talking to a point where you just do not want to exist. And 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 people ask sometimes, how are you? And I just say, I'm existing. There's a massive difference between existing and living. But there certainly is. You know? Um, but at some point in life, people will need help with something. And it's bollocks about all these people going, I did it all by myself. No, you never did because you either had a friend or a family member around you or you offloaded a conversation onto someone and you've been helped without you even realising it. If I needed to pick up an heavy object, you know, why would I struggle if there's someone there next to me? I'd ask for help with it. We'd naturally do that. We would yeah. naturally do it. We're not on about young man's bravado, getting guns out and all this. No, it's that. But, so why can't... So why can't we do that with mental health? Is why can't we make it easier to ask for help when we naturally do it for something which is outside of our control? Yeah. And that's what mental health is in regards to for lifting. It's only analogy I can use or metaphor, you know, for is is we naturally ask for help. If you broke your leg, you go and get help. Yes, and this is where I'm. I'm I firmly believe the system needs to update and adapt and change. Mm-hmm because it's not providing enough either end of the care. Whether that's, you know, that's that's the NHS and yeah. all the mental health charities, civil and military. Mm. Everything is time-based. You've got a certain number of sessions. If you're not, and you know, if you're not fixed by the time your sessions are up, it's thanks very much, have a nice life. Um, uh, you, you, you didn't perform like the circus monkey we expected you to. And the treatment didn't work, so it's your fault. Yeah. This I hear time and time and time again over the last 23 years since I left the call. Yeah. yeah. And it's shit. It sucks mm. to blame somebody who is vulnerable already and to shift that extra blame and the responsibility for, through that blame for them well, getting better. I'll give you a good example of that. I've been... Um, sectioned into a place in Taunton, um, uh, an NHS residential place. Mm-hmm. And although I stayed on voluntary afterwards, I mean, bearing in mind back then you used to get put in a police cell. Yeah. But technically you're feeling like you're getting arrested, like you've done something wrong. Uh, and then I was handcuffed. Now, bearing in mind, I haven't drank, I don't do drugs, I've never done drugs. And I was handcuffed, so I felt like an actual convict from the 24 hours I spent in the cell to going down to the place and and and, and I went, why are you handcuffing me? 
I said, you know, and, and even when we got to the, the place and I hadn't been violent, I'm threatened violent, I hadn't said anything, I wasn't swearing. Um, and they escorted me from Western to this place in Taunton, NHS um, mental health place, uh, handcuffed. And then <coughs> I'd been receiving help, obviously down at the, whatever, DMCR, what, what, I can't remember what you call it in, yeah. in, in the military, naval, and, and this guy, he drove up there um, to, to the place. And he walked through the door, see me and went, what the fuck are you doing in here? This is a ranking naval officer who's a psychologist saying that to you. And do you know what I said? So I went, fuck off, away from me now. I said, don't ever speak to me like that again. I said, that's what's done. Technically, I was still serving by down. I'd already handed in my ID card. But to come up and just speak to someone like that, what the fuck are you doing in here? But it was done with a bollocking. It wasn't jovial. It wasn't military banter. Yeah. I hadn't taken it the wrong way because it was witnessed. <coughs> I mean, I, I I was shocked. I was shocked. And I, I've got thick skin, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I was already at a lowest point from mental health-wise. I've just been sectioned. I've been handcuffed. I've spent 24 hours in a cell, which I've never, ever been in a cell in my life at that point. <coughs> and, and, and then for him to... And then met there and, and told that. Yeah. Uh, it won't good. It won't good. Well, no, it doesn't set the tone very uh, on no. the right path, really, is it? It's um. So we 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 talked about this be briefly before we started this this chat. <laughs> the different in terms of mental health in the court. Yes, you got di you were, you were diagnosed with PTSD and left <laughs> ultimately because of that. But in terms, of how much. What's the difference for you between, you know, managing mental health in service to, you know, through the transition period and, and up, up till now? What, what's the difference been like? You're right. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> You're really suffering with I've got a trap nerve in the shoulder and then suffering in the chest. I'm just falling to pieces, mate. I yeah, I uh, I can relate to that. It's shit's a good word. Oh god, all right. You come out. You I think, that, uh, I think I, the, the soil I did war has been uh, from Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very, very soppy dog. Oh, uh, hello. Oh, Woody. Oh, come on. Fucking Winnie. Woody. Woody, come on. Wo oh, Woody, right. I thought you said Winnie. <laughs> no, he's got his balls are far too big to be called Winnie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> well, this is a new thing, you see. If you, you, you you're attached, you, your aids to your presentation, you see. <laughs> Use the senses, look. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Here's I need to get a dog. I need to get a dog. 
Oh, I tell you what, it's my saving grace. Keeps me insane. Yeah. yeah, no, I'd, I'd love a dog. I just can't afford one. I can't afford to keep one a minute. Um, but oh, there we go. That's better. I'd love a Rhodesian Ridgeback, you know. Beautiful dogs. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. They just give you morale, don't they, in abundance? But yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the, the question you're asking, Simon? Yes. Was uh, was in term? What's the difference? What what differences have you found in terms of dealing with men with your mental health while you're in service compared to? the whole you know through the transition period becoming a civvy and until up to to where you are now what's how is it different has it been harder easier in civvy life and what's the thing that's kind of well for, for me kept you going the most well for me personally it's been um harder in civvy life um i don't think there was i don't there wasn't stigma attached to it in the call when I was serving because it wasn't really spoken about. I did yeah. see one colleague really suffer after his deployment on Herrick 5 uh, with 4-5 Commando. And, uh, but he was already bombers off the rails anyway. So yeah. it was sort of like expected of him, you know? Okay. Um, like as in his personality type you get that in any walks of life you know yeah. uh, and you certainly get an eclectic mix in call <laughs> like you, you do know, we're all missing a screw loose anyway to do the job you do <laughs> does help well yeah you know but um I, so you know you hear of people will going on this trim course and you might have an overview of it but in the early years there was nothing even mentioned about it yeah not men mental health wise you, it wasn't even talked about you know you like, you know, if, uh, if you were pissing up, I, I used to see corporals like, they'd be like, right, you're off on piss, Rick. And it's like a week later, and it's like, look, I'm not on pop star wages like you guys, you know, but they've been in 15 years, you know, when corporals took a long, long time to get going or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's how the call was promotional wise, you know, uh, yeah. at that time. But the, the, you know, so they were masking something, but it came with a lifestyle anyway. The, the alcohol comes with the socializing. But it just wasn't even talked about. And then you have your normal life stuff going on, like family bereavements and and, and stuff. Um, you know, are you aware of the welfare cases where it's just some of what's happened at that moment in time in the lives? Yes. Um, but I think you're around, the focus is a lot on your job all the time. I think it can mask predominantly your, your own feelings. Um, so they're not talked about i think if that if that makes sense or or i think because you're around guys who have similar circumstances or have been in shit where you are whatever you know on near-death experiences i mean that can just be in training uh never yeah, mind yeah. on ops you know and we lose guys in in training wise or in exercises um is our uh, accidents or our well, traffic collisions as it's called now I mean, the core used to factor eight people a year dying from road traffic collisions. That's why they changed the timings to a midday on a Monday. Yeah. To, for turning two, you know. Um, but the, the 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 then the transition in, you you, get, you remember if, if like, I remember the RSM at the time phoning me up, and I was in Somerset, and obviously I'd, I'd 
you know, just try to take my life, you know, and goes come up to mess for a couple of weeks and old horse shit mess Rick. I'd added my ID card, but technically still serving, if that makes sense. Yes. But I knew it a bit wrong decision just to be on piss for two weeks. It might have helped. It probably made me stay, but it was, you know, and I'm forever grateful for that as well, that phone call anyway. Um, um, you know, a legend of a guy as well. And um, it, it, it would just, you, you, you've got support when you're in immediate support if you want help you're going to get it so if you need physio you're going to get it straight away there's none of this messing around yeah you know i know certain operations wise people have to wait but your general care is immediate you know from your dental to your sick bay to to you know to ma you've got you know if you've got little neglect you've just got everything around you but when you transition all the normal stuff registering for doctors dentists i didn't do for years i think i've still not registered a dentist now but i've got doctors yeah it's like all these stuff are all taken care of for you yeah so 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 now you're having to do it yourself now if you're in a family your missus has done all that already anyway so everything's all balls rolling you know but you know for, for single guys are if you've joined from a young age, it's all been done for you. Uh, it's not wiping your ass, but what it is 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 them. I found the little things like that become just an epic for registering for stuff, simple form filling and stuff. It's like I should be smashing that out. It's simple, but it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, and so. In relation to your question, it was, it, or it has been harder since than what it was in. Of course, it, of course it has. And then there's the, the pride and not wanting to ask for help. <clears throat> and then wait until it's absolutely, um, you know, um, at a point which, you know, we spoke about tragedy, people coming together, but it, you, you, you're letting it get catastrophic. It's yeah. like a disaster is happening in your own life until you are going to either seek help or it's at a point of no return. Yeah. Um, so, so for me personally, um, it's been harder. And all the events since they've been a lot I've dealt with from my time, and then events can throw you off, like take you back or um, enhance any previous traumas from ones you experienced since. And I, f- I, f- I find it difficult to deal with them. Yeah. And although I can come across as personable and everything else, I'll just go very closed and withdrawn and very deep, dark. And the, the, and I, don't ask for help until the, the last minute. Or I say ask for help, it's sort of like, it's not trying to be clever or cryptic. It's just like, look, I'm hanging out. I've learned to do that, um, to swallow the the, the, the the pride on that because I am on the human and yeah. I'm not a machine. I'm not trying to portray an image either. I've always been real about it. Um, um, and it's nothing to do. I just... My, you know, if someone said paint the ideal world for you, it'd just be to, just to live. 
Yeah, and that and the roller coaster of emotions which you went through previously, you know, like family bereavements and tragedies and guys dying. You just you, you that's part of life's processes, and I, I think like when like you're in, for example, serving or you're on ops and you lose guys, you're not doing natural processes you were used to. So like say for grieving and bereavement because you've got to put it to one side. Yeah. But then if you start building all these up, how many traumas of that, all these processes you naturally oh, go through, Jesus. then it becomes over for your glass overflowing. It's going to naturally do it because it's going to get to a point of that tipping over. So um, 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 yeah, that's, that's, that's where I've, I've been at with it. And, and as we alluded to overwhelmed, I've, the, the 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 support I've received. I mean, you know, the the, the support you you gave me back end of last year, and then so I just collected book on where past there and, and and Simon's book. You know, guys, don't underestimate it. It's it's I find it personally hard reading, but that's because it's challenging me and a new way of thinking. But that's a good thing as well. Uh, but it's a very in depth written with experience. You know, and and, and and you know, get in touch with Simon for. I'm not just saying it because you know we're doing this podcast, but it's a work in progress, and it has to be. So I have to keep coming back to it, and that's that self investment. It's like if you're training for a marathon, you, you know, most people ain't just going to rock up and cough it. You're going to do some sort of training. That's investing in yourself, and it's exactly the same with the brain. We do not utilize our full potential with the brain or the capacity of it um you know so um that becomes that um and knowing little things are why we feel we feel certain ways we've got to remember it's natural and yes. there'd be something wrong if you didn't because you, you'd be a, a you know a psychopath yeah otherwise so yeah. um a psychopath the naughty kind of psychopath yeah but yeah. because you have no emotion you don't feel yes. to stuff so if you're feeling stuff it means you're healthy <laughs> You know, I remember someone doing a simple exercise where they got when just close your eyes. And so if I said it to you now, close your eyes, Simon. And I'd say, right, picture the end of your garden and then picture a pink elephant. <laughs> and if you can do that, it means your brain is functioning fine because they're tapping into certain stuff. It's beyond my comprehension, but it was one of the first things, um, you know, I remember someone saying to me, and I thought, well, there ain't nothing wrong with me, but there is within regards to the traumas, but my brain's still functioning. Yes, it I is, absolutely. So I don't, I don't know why that works or whatever reasons behind you'll be able to know more about that, but the, 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 the actual dealing with stuff, it's as if, you know, I've messaged people before, just going, one, I don't know who I am, or I just don't know who the fuck I am anymore. Yeah, you know, identity-wise, I know things like you see guys get into you know clubs and uh, like say for example motorbike clubs and they've got the patch and and stuff like that. It gives them that sense of identity after leaving their uniformed service. It could be you know same for you know paramedics, NHS workers, foot professional footballers, rugby players. There's there's an identity lacking. 
and then also you, you, with your traumas you have to deal with or your sense of identity or purpose again yeah i think that, that adjustment with 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 leaving so you're losing all these sense of social being and and, and togetherness um and I, I think that's very very crucial as well um because even if you didn't participate in sports and core, you might do some AT, you know, adventure training, or you're around yes. guys constantly, hence why you have a uniform, so you're all ground similar, you know. Obviously, people have rank. But, um, um, so people being involved with groups, I, you know, my, I, if I had to recommend stuff, I'd say, well, when you're leaving, one, stay connected with the lads, you know, and it's easier now with, um, you know, <laughs> might have been friends with United back then, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, technology has come on and that's a great thing. You know, I'm in touch with people in Australia I served with, which, you yeah. know, you know, one guy, he, 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 I said, so he got in touch with me randomly on Instagram and, and, and he's asking how I'm getting on and I just went shit. Um, and I goes, what are you up to? He goes, oh, well, I did a bit of contracting for a bit. And then uh, I went and got badged as ESS at 36. I cracked selection after being caught. I went, good effort, you know? So I then messaged my, my mate who's currently serving in British SES. I went, check this out. He's just cracked. He went, fuck that. But <laughs> <laughs> fair play to him, you know? But it allows you to keep in touch with people. And my initial transition, I had not to do with call when I left. Not yeah. in a bad way. I just didn't want all to do with military at that point. Yeah. Uh, and the, the way I got connected back in was obviously through social media, the guys I'd worked with, other people I'd never met, you know, um, like for yourself, for instance, you know, but we share that common, common, common thing of, of, of this, you know. Yes. And um, the, the um and and that's why i got involved with that charity just on side whilst i was working in london just to try and help just to get me around military and just give something back again like um you know people suggested joining the rmr that won't for me I, it roll or nothing for me yeah even though i do miss it you know I've d i did a little bit of teaching out there i shouldn't really be saying that out in Ukraine, but that's because a lot of these people volunteers lawyers and you know just normal people yeah. Uh, so a little bit of experience from the high level which I've been at, and we forget that how high level you were trained. And you know, I could teach the AK. I'd, I'd done a course on it when I was a team commander. Very few people have an actual instructor's course. You know, so even the Yangtze were teaching like, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. It's like, right. Well, if you're going to teach certain stuff, teach it properly. Like, I don't try and waffle it because you get yeah people out there who are on a waffle or they're all special forces, you know? So yes. I just helped out with little bits like that, uh, even down to first aid, battlefield trauma, uh, catastrophic hemorrhage stuff, uh, everything, you know? Um, and, and just to give them a bit better chance. But we are surrounded by that um, into a group or a club or whatever, give yourself a chance um, because you will miss it. And you will suffer with your mental health just from missing it, missing your, yeah. Depends on how long you serve, you know, some, or how connected you are. I thought I should be all right transitioning because I'd always kept in touch with my sibling mates, mm. you know. Um, 
and investing in yourself like course wise but as i alluded to i, I just want well enough you know i missed out on all my announced learning credits yeah. six thousand pounds worth it's a lot of money you know and they were up to 10 years after you leave and that's expired for me so the the investing in yourself or knowing what you want to do or having good careers advice you know i've i've tried getting it and i still haven't had decent careers advice since leaving it's the lads who've got me jobs you know some i felt like i've let down um but i've had to obviously move locations unfortunately or my home yeah. circumstances weren't right um they they know that now but at the time they were done and but I just don't feel like qualified, you know. So that is a another marker on the mental health wise. When you're more than capable of stuff, but I just don't feel qualified in anything. Yeah, I've got a lot to give. Massively, yes. So, so um, you know, so like my passion speaks through with what I've created with poppies and earth and sounds and the art or going on that journey. Yeah. So to talk talk. Talk more about that. What what started that off for you, the poppies? Well, I was away with Andy Shaw. Uh, and obviously, you know, within um, certain things for your processes and strategies was the creative side. Yeah. And my mum was a very talented artist and I'd enjoyed woodworking. You know, I'd had a workshop with tools and stuff and I'd done a bit of sketching. And he says, why don't you try sculpting in clay? So we were, one of the processes was to bury my demons, basically, um, you know, at the top of a mountain in Pyrenees at 9,000 feet and leave them there. Yeah. And so I sculpted a poppy. Um, never revealed it, actually. Um, I've never spoken about specifically what I created, but I created a poppy and on the leaves I wrote out of clay and painted it. And I sprinkled some of the Afghan earth on it because a lot of my guilt was survivor's guilt. And as it sounds like, it sounds like cliche, but it's not obviously with regards to my cousin and stuff, my colleagues, because you just didn't feel like I was living my life, you know, in honor of them, yeah. properly, properly living. And, you know, why won't it me? He was so young, blah, blah, blah. Why did I survive all them tours? And he got killed on his first one, you know? So I wrote my guilt and all the emotions and, feelings which are we're experiencing specifically and i got back so i thought right well i'll sculpt a clear, uh, clear poppy and paint it and then i'll put my uniform buttons on the blues i love it's in and then i did a bit of research and thought right well i could raise some money for charity because i've put a picture on social media and i'll research how many bootnecks and sbs were killed in Afghan and just people wanted it because it was just totally different I mean it's gone on a refining process now it's more botanically correct it's my design as it were three petal one because legions two petal poppy scotland's four petals so I thought I'd do three petals um, yeah. um not trying to stand on any toes and then people asking can you get this sound can you get that uh, from there so I started asking people for it and some of them are well-known, you know, um, people, um, yes. you know, um, like Frank Spencer, Roy Marine, got me Gibraltar, uh, for example, um, you know, a guy I took through training, got me all the Falklands, Earths and Sands, and the guy who was part of the Naval Party sent me one. So then there's provenance with this now, <laughs> do you know? But yes. they're actually individually, like, tailored. I know I'll send you one. 
Um, and um, well, it's like this one I'll, I'll release here. It's got all the Falklands Earths and then it's got the Gurkha, Gurkha cat badge in the centre. Yeah. Just a brass button. It's just an indoor piece. Um, um, and, you know, to honour either your service in different places or, um, um, you know, fallen colleagues or, or family members. And I do a timer for two minutes, which is time to two minutes uh, for the silence with the earth and sand in. And then the, the sort of like um, 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 customised each end, you know, brass yes. disc on each end. Uh, that's a, a nice sort of thing. I've got got one myself actually, and I know that'll pass. It'll become a keepsake. Um, yes. And, that, and then I've started doing art of the actual soil on Earth, and there's no one doing it in the world, you know, which is nice. It's nice to come up with a new idea. No one's doing trench arts. Always, always existed uh, in in different forms, but currently at this moment, there's no one doing like what I'm doing. Like so, for example, I've just done two power motif you know crest uh the wings and and, and uh, roman numerals underneath with the with the earth from goose green yeah i've done a map of the falklands because it's 40th anniversary all with a mixture of the sand so it takes a long time to think i mean just behind you i'm doing i'm just about to do you know i've just been sketching it there i just need to refine it yeah uh, they free and then i'll put the free power underneath and then i'll glue in the earth which i've got from um Mount Longdon. Okay. You know, hopefully one day I can exhibit these. I've, I've obviously done 4-2 Commando with Mount Harriet. I've got two sisters. I can do SBS, a uh, family member of mine. I've just reconnected with, actually. Uh, so I've got to see him. He was in Falklands as a SC2 and got mentioned in dispatches. So, But he was in that actual blue on blue with Hereford. Okay. Stripey. I've already sent him a copy with it. But the, the feedback you get, from people is, is very nice, you know, and I donate to charity of the person's choice from each um, purchase. Um, yeah. So that's it. And you'd be surprised that not many people say RBL, you know, um, but the smaller charities, these small donations add up or just make a little difference sometimes, you know. 100%. You know, I love it. I've, I've bought quite a few of you, yeah, for, you the, 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 <laughs> for friends and family and stuff yeah because i just it just yeah it's a very powerful it's an emotive thing isn't it and it, it yeah. has a lot of meaning symbolism there is a yeah. lot of symbolism and just having the earth and sand on there you know um, people can interpret it in their own way so it can take them back to maybe good times hard times it can uh, remember the colleagues in a good way they're going to do that anyway but yes. it's there, remembrance isn't just, you know, once a year, you know, for us it's every day, but it doesn't have to be in a, it's like when I walk around the Arboretum, I don't find it dark, if that makes sense, I don't find it overwhelming. Yeah. I find it nice. It's beautiful. It's, well, we'll have to go then. And I used to live five miles away, so I used to take my dog walking around there. Just on the country oh, road, yeah. and I used to go up regularly. And there's a dog walking route around it, but yeah. it's that big. You, you won't discover everything, but it's just beautiful. It's beautifully done. And um, yeah, it's powerful when you see your colleagues' names etched in stone, and they always will be. Uh, the names on specific, like the the, the specific conflict war um, um, and memorials. But then it's like with these poppies, I am finding out. 
the casualty numbers for each regiment. So it's, it's like I'm trying to do all the earth and sands since World War II for the operational deaths of medal awarding criteria. Okay. So the government stats are even different compared to what people put on. And people try to correct me. I said, no, this is the official government ones. So it's like the Arboretum have got 16,000 names on yet. The government since World War II is 7,000 and odd. It's because they aren't putting the ones like acts of terrorism and, and, and stuff like that. And that's what the Arboretum yeah. does. So hopefully I can create the 7,000 and odd. Um, um, not individual regiments because it just costs too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the centers unless it was sponsored but i'd like to do a display like that i mean mine's indoor one um so it won't be like say the tower of london poppies but i'd like to do something with all the earth and sands and get every earth and sand uh for all the 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 ones so it's like the biggest losses we we've we've had is malaya you know 1442 since yeah. world war Two. ireland was 1441 you know, but it's like ongoing operations like Cyprus is his longest operational tour with Octoral. And you, you, they've only started, not in recent terms, but doing like those who were killed by hostile fire. But then I'll research and put that on my social media, the breakdown of the, the units, or I'll try and get as yes. best information yeah, yeah. as I can. And, and so it helps for the families as well to say, well, we're keeping the memories alive, which we should do, not just once a year, uh, but I'm trying to make it educational. So I'll put, did you know this? Or did you know it's they were formed in this? Or whatever else, just little snippets every now and again. I just keep drip feeding it in. Yeah. But, and I've got books of, you know, like I've um, um, been um, um, writing down my information and some people will correct me as well which is good and then I'll try cross-reference that information again so you're constantly evolving uh, and it's it's garnered a bit of celebrity support you know which is nice Will Carlin I mean that were a random one you know, <laughs> you know like I'd done a drawing of a gladiator and a poppy for whiskey company's logo and he just went that's fantastic you know, uh, I mean, it took a long time to do that, John. <laughs> so when I thought it was like, is that the real, real Carlin? Some spam here, you know? Yeah. And it was from his personal account. You, know, you, you chat with people, you know, Damien Lewis, the author, you know, um, Foxy, um, Aldo, they, they've all got, yeah, all got puppies. And, and it's little stuff like that where just you think, this is nicest because I'm helping to make a little difference. And then I'm learning myself. And when you yes. get nice messages back, like I did a timer for an old squadron leader, his granddad was killed in Battle at Song, and okay. for the Cam Cam Cameroon Highlanders, and I've done the logo and his details, and obviously it did, uh, we're opening battle, uh, and and with the earth uh, from Song, so um, yeah, we've got I've got shrapnel, I've got uh, which we'll do stuff with. Uh, 0.5 cases. I, I'm still after different ones, mate, but it's just interesting. They're all in bottles. <laughs> they're all in bottles. So it's, it, I mean, I could take you on the journey of, the, of refined them and they're in nice little bottles and then um, all the rest are just in tubs, you know, <laughs> but yeah, and then use that to work with. And when you look at my art, once it's framed from afar, art always looks better and it's subjective in um, person. 
but with the poppy or the art, it's um, um, it, it's just different. It's just somewhat different. So it's it's just my little take on it. Um, yeah, you know. No, I mean, it's obviously it's obviously had a big impact on you as well in a really in, in a very positive way. To, to to pour yourself into doing this. Mm. Yeah. Well, people were saying, you know, oh, you don't have to give to charity and all this, but this is just my way of giving back, you know, um, with it. And um, it's like I said, it's gone on refinement process. Anything does evolve um, thing. You know, I started off with just these black pop down boxes. Then it was unbranded boxes and a company didn't logo for free for me. I mean, the generosity of people has been very, fun, you know, uh, unbelievable. Yeah. A uh, guy built my website for free. You know, I mean, you just think, oh, somebody trying to get something out of this. And, and it's just like, no, just kindness of, of people. So sort of like goes full circle as well. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of good people out there. Fantastic. You know, a very successful guy in his own right. And he just wants to do his bit for military, even though he's not military. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, it's just like, but I'm in awe of him because he's told me his journey. Yes. You know, yeah, you know, and 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 success. I, I I've known very successful people in the monetary value, but um, my measure of success is 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 do you succeed in what you want to do? Money comes after. Yeah. You know, um, it's not necessarily just like that because it can bring the added pressures like anything can. Oh so, yeah, for sure, one hundred percent. So yeah, I I I just. I'm in the pre so doing these art and sculpting or probably obviously I'm a creative guy, but the it challenges me. Drawings really challenge me, and you know, but I don't get frustrated. I'm just in the here and now of it. And yeah. then when I'm researching and cross references, I'm not getting down about stuff. I'm just in the present, and that's a good thing because it's nice to dream. Obviously, when you're dark depths, you're not thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> you, you, like you said, you, you, you're living in past. And um, this allows me to stay in present, but I only do it when I'm emotional. That makes sense. So my okay. emotion goes into my art. Yes. So I find when I'm in a low mood, um, that's when I'm best creativity-wise. Don't know why. So half the time I draw at night in artificial light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I've always been a night owl, but yeah, it and it's it's just that good, it's just that good uh, uh feedback, you know. I've just I've got one here, I just I've just done um, you know, I've done Welsh Guards one. You know, that's oh, wow. with the earth from Fitzroy or um, I've done, um, um, Iwo Jima, that's with the Sam from Iwo, Iwo Jima and that's Mount Siribachi, you know? Okay. So okay. It just, yeah, it's a bit more abstract here, that one, because it's hard, very coarse sand. But, you know, I remember watching... But his sons of Iwo Jima with my granddad, you know, with John Wayne, one of his favourite yes. videos. And then uh, this Yank, ex-former Yank Marine said, uh, I've got some Sam from Iwo Jima if you want it, send him. Uh, and they were in America and he sent it to me. 
and they paid out postage and wouldn't accept any money. And I mean, it was a lot of money for him to send it, you know. Uh, other guys like Pegasus Bridge, I've got it from number three glider, where it landed at six minutes past midnight. I've done two poppies for the daughters of him. He won distinguished flying medal, you know, yep. and I've another captured it in minutes. And it's actually from the landing spot he landed. He, he passed a number of years ago now, but, you know, and he had his arm shot and him amputated, you know, and it's just like, it's history. Yeah. I've got Bergen-Belsen from the area of, obviously not from the thing, same with Auschwitz, it's from the area of. Uh, I've done Bergen-Belsen, like, uh, art, which is like six rows of barbed wire, and each one represents, obviously, a million for those who died. So there's meaning in my work. You know, uh, massively so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if you don't know, I want because, yeah, so I'm gonna be saying I can have plaques or information there. I want people to come in and just stop. For example, I have a stall in a hollow square, and people come in and they just look at my work and then ask questions, just yeah. just just different, you know. So I've carved like Falkland sign out of a sleeper log. I've had a guy who served on our affair, our Tristram for a little bit in the Falklands during the war. He's carved me a glass panel to put into it uh, of okay. the Falklands flag. So there's little things like that. Um, uh, a guy sent me the bottle. His dad were presented who landed on Sword Beach with Fall One Commander, which were presented on 60th anniversary, a little bottle of the mayor. And it's wrought by the, the mayor of that town with the French writing on. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm now a guardian of that, and I will pass that on. Or whoever gets this, when I pass or stop doing it, it'll go to someone. I'd like to think this will carry on, yeah. in some way, shape, or form, because there's bits like that which people have sent me. I'm the custodian of, and that's it. You know, it's like a listed building, isn't it? Yes. And you know, and I did ten ten poppies for him, um, and he was getting one for himself and ten to gift to the, the 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 residents who helped the lads on d-day who were oh okay. yeah so things like that yeah amazing and and uh i then you know he's obviously sent me a picture and i can put picture up with his with his dad i had um the brother of uh doc love who was the air crewman who went down with the seeking uh, yeah. um um Peter sent me his brother's blues button from his uniform. And I did a poppy with that with the Falklands uh, sprinkled in because with the seeking crash with Hereford all in. Yeah. So there's, there's loads of little touches like that. Um, a, a good story from it was I did a poppy for the son of Frank Spencer and Frank Spencer who died yep. on two sisters with four five. <coughs> and I said, oh, my, yeah, that was my last un unit. And um, he didn't know that their family could qualify for Elizabeth Cross. And just through, through okay. a conversation in person, this was, I let him know, and it's now they're out, it's, it's, it's mom and, and, and they're in receipt of it. And they never knew. Brilliant. Just having conversations on the back of doing a poppy for him. Um, like he wants to complete the march his dad never got to do from the um, from Two Sisters into Stanley. Yeah, which is really emotive. So you can network people like that when you find out, or people are getting in touch, or you know, the earth and sands people are getting just randomly. I just message people, some don't respond, some yeah. do, and got oh, I've just got back, Rick, you know. Um, so there's really good stories 
from it and that's just my brain's like it's on lsd simon constantly like ten thousand ideas just constantly coming through but i've got to put them down on paper mate or create it there and don't mind if it's framework i will get up and i will start sculpting so it's a journey of it the art is i'd like to exhibit one day properly like arboretum yeah. world war museum like properly exhibit it and uh and hopefully do a bit of justice to to remembrance and uh, i've got other ideas um every time i come up with ideas other people nick them you know <laughs> You're going to keep them to yourself until you've got them out there, yeah? <laughs> yeah, well, I do, or I have the idea, and I'll say it to a couple of people, and then it, it gets done, but it's like far-fetched, like, I'm going to do a cookbook for mental health for veterans, and Abiel have done it, and I came up with it, like, say, two years previous to then, thinking about it, I was just like, no! <laughs> yeah. Or, like, I'd like to do a Dr. Dot little book. Um, you know, I'm happy saying it because I, I don't mind people copying, you know, it's, it's as long as they just get in touch and say thanks for it. <laughs> but, well, um, yeah. A doctor dot like cartoony book for children, but it's a remembrance stuff. So it could be, you know, it could be, you know, a memorial cross, a poppy, and it just describes what poppy's journey just in a kid's version, but it's to get to draw and colour it in, you know. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, little things like that are just my ideas, mate. Um, I've got a piece of shrapnel here. I haven't got a door number on my house, so I'm going to get that done into a door number. The metal, <laughs> you know, yeah. like like you would buy that, really nice, but it'll be made, you know, shrapnel from First World War. It is <laughs> okay. Yeah, from and where my my granddad, so uh, my great granddad, sorry, served. So, and he took in his life, Simon, forty years afterwards. Yeah. My great granddad, you know, survived horrific. I think three to five gas attacks. It was conflicting in for, but wounded in action numerous times. And then he gassed himself at my nan and granddad's house when my granddad was in RAF on Christmas Eve one year yeah. in 1953 or 54. Gas, gas, no, 56, 1956 it was gassed himself so literally 40 years later you know yeah so suffering um um can come out like there'll be a big fallout still of afghan that's it can there's like a layman period that's well you're the one who deals with it so but it can happen straight away or it can be afterwards you know well, it used to be up to 14, kind of 14 years before it, before it fully manifested, really. Yeah. Um, but that, that reduced with the tempo of ops in Afghan. It came down to about between two and a half to five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a lot, a lot shorter. Um, oh, question, that what, what, what would be the standout thing for you? I suppose it's twofold, if you like. Um, what's the most important thing you've kind of learned about yourself? And what's the biggest... What's the most powerful piece of advice you could give people from your experience or experiences? I think my, personally for me, it would be, I think. That's if you're happy to share, sorry. Yeah, no, my, my strength, my own strength of mind. I am stronger than what I 
you know, if that makes sense because of how much I've actually been through. And it's not a sob story, it's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's the thing, strength-wise, resilience. Um, I am stronger than I know I believe because I won't be still going if I did. I just got to start believing. And then in part, what specifically for you, like a part of question, Sam? What, um, what, and what, what's, what's the... What's your your kind of biggest piece of, of advice you can give people who are perhaps going through something similar or just struggling in their own way? Yeah, just don't let it manifest um, too much. There's a thing where women will always chat. We always take the piss and we go and they're chatting on the phone, but they're actually detoxing without them realising it because they're talking about everything and everything or the yeah. vending. And women do, oh, bloody bugger. And you'll get caught out. We do it really well. Um, is um, so being able to open up. I think one of my biggest things would be to to open up and don't worry about so-called being judged because one, you you'll tend to be a mature person anyway in general. Um, yeah. um, especially if you've been ex forces, former forces, or blue light, etc. Is it's not about having a thick skin, just open up because you'll you'll soon realize people have had similar experiences within their feelings and never measure it. Don't say, Oh, well, I haven't been through what you've been through. No. Feelings, yeah. emotion, and behavior is connected with trauma, whatever trauma is for you, uh, or nice. instances is 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 not measurable. It's actually the same level because you still feel low <laughs> so yes. don't worry about comparing yourself don't ever try and compare yourself and go well they've been through worse i could have done that out there <laughs> you yeah. know in ukraine but i've been through my own shit but i want comparing yeah you know? that's so, such a such a powerful point for people to understand and don't label yourself either yeah you know don't, don't, just because you know it, i know it's it can empower and and I get that, and it's good for certain things. But as there's there's still stigma with PTSD, but people go around say I've got PTSD and all this. You don't need to throw it in people's faces, either. You know we can all be advocates of it, but we can do it in a way which is 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 not the look at me sketch. It's going look. I'm on my journey. I've had an experience. I can either share it with the world or not. But at the same time, if I need help please open up and someone will get you the right help. And it might not be the right help to start off with, but you've already started the process of rediscovering again. Yes. And self-analysis because you've opened up and you'll find through self-analysis, you'll be more aware of it and you will reach out. And I know it can contradict what I've said previously in our um, podcast, but um, that is a very powerful tool to know that you're ill or you need help. And, and, yeah. and, and don't be ashamed because if you broke your leg, you go and get help. The mind is exactly the same and it can be, it can be, can be fixed. Yes, it can. You know? Yes, it can. If you want it to. Yeah. It's, you constantly got to try. You know? Yeah, it's a it's a continuous work in progress. Yeah, my well being now is my art. You know, or my daughter when I see her, she lights me up instantly. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Find the things which light you up, and 
um, make you feel good. And if you don't know, then go back to what you thought as a child and experiencing things for the first time and go and try that analogy approach to life. Yeah. Because we don't do that as adults as much. But when we do go and discover or try new things, you know, um, I think that's why we excel when we're military and Marines because we're exposed to so many multitude of things. It brought confidence with it because we just got involved with stuff. It didn't matter if we're good at it, you know. We're all legends at dancing, but put me on strictly, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be a legend for the wrong reason, you know. <laughs> you know, because I guarantee I could get a bootneck shuffle in on strictly. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. But, but out, when we say out of your comfort zone, it could be a little something like that. And then it's like your approach to jungle, it's looking through and not at. So it's actually meditative, is yeah. actually look at stuff properly and that changes your way of thinking um and you can do that just by looking at built architectural buildings you know the carved stonework victorian period ones whatever you know gothic yeah. revival uh if you actually look you'll start seeing stuff you didn't see before and if you start approaching that you look at things differently and that helps brilliant wonderful advice mate listen thank you for just thank you for for chatting in the first place but more importantly for being so open you know that warms my heart to hear you say the things you said yeah you can be frank with stuff but i'm not gonna you know people say how can you just talk about hanging yourself like that but it's happened it's not, it's not what i can do about it you know so i've got to just be open about it um yeah. and it's not an experience i want to live through again and i wouldn't bloody recommend it so don't do it you know yeah you don't need to you know i lost three friends in 2019 you know uh and just, you know marines i went to two of the funerals and you just need to open up and 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 don't compare yourself with others you know so don't compare to me or simon from this podcast or anything is is you've got your own traumas there's help for you it sometimes can take longer but someone will always help you yes Never chat We've had a good chat, you know, and I know I've yeah. and chatted and I can have a laugh all day long and spin dips and chat, but it's good for me to, it's like guided reflection. I can go back on my terms in a controlled and safe manner. Yeah. Because I'm doing it with, you know, obviously yourself, I'm going back on, my, but I'm going back on my terms. So uh, that's, that's a process you'll learn um or you might learn with well it's like cbt really isn't it but it's um it's like driving a car you will check the rear view mirror and if your rear view mirror is your past then you will look at it but you'll concentrate on what's in front of you and then by steering and changing gears and brakes and clutch you're in the present this is how easily i but you will check your yeah. mirrors regularly and it's okay to do that. Yes. Don't focus on them because yeah. you will have a car crash. Yeah, sometimes you have to check what's behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you absolutely. do it on your terms. You do it when you want to. And I think that's um I simplify mental health is um is that driving analogy. Nice. Brilliant. Listen, I will in the in the in the 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 description i'll stick in all your details for your website and your 
Facebook and all the rest of it. Thank so you. Is, and anything else that you want to you want to people to look at. Uh, so appreciate we'll get... that. Thank you, Simon. And, and I'll share your stuff for car. Are you working freelance?